You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. The New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPaw11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just me today, solo pod. First ever TOJ pod I'm hosting after a Jets regular season victory. So very exciting. Uh, very excited to get, you know, get to all the things that happened yesterday. Um, Jets win 27-24 over the Tennessee Titans in overtime. Um, you know, Randy Bullock missing a kick and giving the Jets a victory at the end. Um, a lot of exciting takeaways. We'll get to Zach Wilson. We'll get to the defense, the defensive line specifically, CJ Mosley, um, some of the receivers that began to break out, but um, just an excellent overall team performance from the Jets. I think something that, you know, uh, young teams struggle with is learning how to win. Even veteran teams uh, struggle with how to win. And, and year after year, you have to really teach yourself and, and earn that right to win games in the NFL. It's really, really hard. Um, the Jets, Almost tried to give this one away a few times, and you kind of had that feeling in your stomach, like, "Oh boy, here we go." You know, they're gonna they're gonna give up a they're gonna tie here, or they're gonna give up a touchdown. The Titans are gonna go for two, or um, all these different types of things. But look, at the end of the day, um, Jets struggled a little bit early. The defense came up um, huge, keeping them in this football game. And once the offense got rolling, specifically the drive where the two deep out routes to Corey Davis to kind of get him rolling, um, get his confidence back, get Zach's confidence back down the field a little bit. You know, Michael Carter finished off with a touchdown and kind of feel like the Jets uh, took control of the game from there. So, again, 27-24 victory. Exciting Robert Salas first NFL, uh, you know, victory. Zach Wilson as well. And, you know, obviously the best quarter of the day. So, I'll ask and, uh, you know, asking Wilson if he's having fun yet. So, um, we'll get into, uh, you know, get into Wilson and a little bit of the offense. Then we'll get into the defense, uh, you know, right after that and start to get, you know, work towards uh, work towards Atlanta and London. Um, should be an exciting game. The Jets should have moved to two and three. Well, We'll start with uh, we'll start with the offensive side of the ball first. Um, you know, Zach Wilson's the storyline, right? And um, you know we'll kind of break it down a little bit here. Zach starts the game off, didn't look great. Um, kind of looked a little bit like he's looked the last couple of weeks. You've seen, you know, it looked like he was, you know, trying to trying to force things in a little bit. The interception, I, I don't really blame, um, you know, Zach too much. It probably not probably wasn't the right decision. And you know, I'll be able to break it down the all twenty two and kind of. You know, follow up on this Friday, but it felt like on the TV angle and being in person, it felt like maybe it's the throw you make, maybe not. Corey Davis playing with the, you know, playing with the wrong leg, slips, looks, uh, 
was not a good start to the game. Corey Davis had another drop early in the game. I felt like the Jets kind of were just stalling. And it did, I was like, oh, here we go with the offensive side of the ball. It's just they can't get going. The Titans don't create a ton of pressure. Harold Landry is really good. I think he's fifth in win rate, uh, pass rush win win rate, um, you know, overall. But other than that, they don't create a ton of pressure. Bud Dupree was out. And I felt like this was a good game for Zach to break out. Um, he obviously eventually did do so. But early on, it was just a lot, still a lot of maybe throwing first down, maybe not. Always running on second down, which was frustrating, especially in a couple of times where they had, um, you know, second and seven or something of that nature. And then they run the ball again and it turns into third and nine. And that's just not where you want to have your young quarterback. Um, I felt before really got better as the game went on. And I felt like he started to open up the playbook and really trust Zach. Um, obviously, we move into that drive where Davis is struggling. The offense is just not getting anything going. There was a third and 14. The crowd was booing. They ran, the, you know, ran a draw. It was just really ugly. It was after the Titans had converted a few screams on. You know, second and third, um, and really long. So the crowd was, you know, frustrated, rightfully so. Um, Jets get rolling there. Uh, you know, I think we earned the first early second quarter. They get two deep, you know, two deep out routes to Corey Davis, get him going. Um, that's where kind of the whole game felt like it changed. Zach started to get that confidence thrown outside the numbers. Corey Davis started to get the confidence of, you know, getting back, back rolling. You know, he had a really rough nine quarters. And it felt like, you know, what's kind of going on here? It looked good week one, but had a drop. And a lot of drops week two, a lot of drops week three. It just was like early in this game, didn't look good. And you were kind of starting to wonder, like, what's kind of going on here? And then he got himself rolling. Um, finished the day with four for 111 and one touchdown. Um, James and Crowder felt like the key to unlocking this passing game a little bit. Um, you know, obviously no Elijah Moore was disappointing because I felt like this is a matchup he could have succeeded in big time over the top. But. Um, you got Crowder in the slot. He was able to work outside the numbers, work inside the numbers. Um, finished with seven for 61 in a touchdown. Keelan Cole, three for 92 in a uh, no touchdown, but, you know, um, a huge game from him. He got a couple of nice Braxton Berrios plays on reverses and things of that nature. Um, not a lot of tight end targets, which I think everyone likes to see, even though there was two pretty crucial drops that could have changed the game by Griffin and, um, Griffin and Croft, Aaron Wesco, I, I apologize. But Jets get themselves rolling. Um, Michael Carter gets in for a touchdown. You just felt the building literally just exhaled. It, it's, it was crazy to be in the building for that, just knowing, like, everyone was like, just please score a touchdown here. They get the touchdown, and it kind of, like I said, all changed. And, uh, you know, Carter pushing himself in. And, uh, you know, it, it just it kind of all went changed from there. The Jets go in 9-7. You felt like – you just felt the, the tide start to turn. Um, second half. Really, really, really impressive from Zach Wilson. I can't stress this enough. First half, again, you know, only towards the end of the half that he looked good. And the second half just exploded. I believe he was like 16 to 22, 180-something uh, yards and around there. The two touchdowns, um, throwing the ball was excellent. And obviously, we'll get to the deep shots in a second. But, um, you know, the first, <laughs> Zach Wilson overall, it's fighting through that adversity, right? Week one kind of felt like similar, a little bit similar more to this week. The offensive line was much, much better. They've gotten quietly better every single week. They're still not getting a ton of push in the run game, and there's some plays where they get absolutely torched, um, specifically behind right guard, unfortunately. Um, but overall, I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker, I think he graded in mid-80s from a pass-blocking perspective this week, according to PFF. He's got – he's really good in the run game. He looked really good on some screen game, and especially, um, you know, the passing as well. So he's quietly becoming a really, really legitimate starter for this team. Um, only four weeks in missed camp. Uh, had no preseason. So to be expected, a slower start, but he looked really good. Fan and Moses have been solid. McGovern's had his ups and downs, and Ed Veneron's probably the weakest link on this offensive line. But overall, he gave Zach time when we sacked once. You know, got some pressure and created a couple of the biggest plays of the game. But I think Zach a lot of times also, you know, 
escape the pocket because he wanted to get out of that pocket. So, um, you know, overall, offensive line I thought was pretty good. Like I mentioned, the running game is okay. Michael Carter has a couple nice, you know, runs there and pop. Um, you know, third team for 38 and a touchdown. Still only 2.9 to carry. He had a couple negative plays, so that's got to improve. Coleman um, was solid in his in his couple reps. Um, Ty Johnson didn't really get much going. He had the one first down, um, you know, on the on the touchdown drive. So other than that, out of the pass game, so other than that, not much out of the run game. Um, I think the, I believe the Jets only had about 60 or 70 yards rushing, which, you know, they'd like to improve on, obviously. But the pass game's the biggest story, and we'll get to that right now. The initial uh, Zach Wilson to Keelan Cole play, which sent the stadium into a frenzy, I think. You know, everyone was hoping he could stay on his feet and score a touchdown there. But, you know, overall, just an outrageous throw from Zach Wilson, rolling to his right, breaks the pocket, spins, goes to his right, you know, finds Cole deep down the, uh, deep down the field, right sideline. And uh, just an exceptional play. The Jets don't finish off that drive with a touchdown. You know, they went up 10-9, and obviously you'd like to see them cap that off there. But uh, just an, an outrageous throw from Zach. You saw the flash, you know, the arm talent, the athletic ability, all those types of things. And then, you know, you get to the, you know, fumbled snap where he, he even mentioned he was so excited to get the ball out of his hands because he saw it was wide open to Crowder that he, he fumbled the ball, lost focus for a second, re, regroups. Makes, makes a beautiful throw, um, you know, rolling to his left this time to find Crowder on a, on a deep corner route. Crowder, again, Crowder was just a really influential player in this game. It felt like when the Jets needed a play, obviously Corey Davis and Cole had some, their moments, but it felt like Crowder was a guy that Zach can trust. And um, whether it's, you know, outside the numbers, inside the numbers, I was really impressed there. So those two throws were awesome. Obviously the momentum changes. It's, <laughs> he makes the throw to Crowder on the, roll out down by the goal line. He actually was late with that ball. Um, and you'd like to see him get that ball out of his hands earlier, but somehow, but the absolute missile that he uncorked to throw to, to Jamison Crowder was able to fit that ball in there. Um, you know, that's a touchdown right there. That's a big, big time throw. I think PFF had him at four big time throws. I thought there was maybe five or six. Um, I just was really, really impressed with Zach Wilson's ability to, create to make plays we're outside the pocket inside the pocket within structure and we'll get to one of those in a minute um obviously the highlight play that rightfully so is going around the nfl world is zach breaks the pocket a, a fantastic cut block by the way by tyler croft i know james um you know pointed this out on twitter that you know it's selfless play there takes himself out of the play but keeps zach alive points to Corey davis sees the safety had been up and, and he's you know open behind the defense and zach just uncorks a 60-yard bomb Outrageous throw. Um, great poise, you know, great confidence. The moxie from Zach Wilson, you know, to direct a $13 million a year veteran receiver, go deep it as a rookie and just uncork a beautiful, perfectly thrown ball. One of the best throws I've ever seen a Jets quarterback make, if not the best one. Um, it's exceptional. The fan base could not have been happier. That's that's the stuff you want to see out of Zach Wilson, a deep play, backyard football ability. That is the reason he went number two overall. Uh, it, it was awesome to see in person. It's awesome to watch back probably 500 times on, on film that, you know, give the Jets a lead there. It's just, it's all of the things you want to see. And, um, you know, the other throw that I wanted to highlight was the, the deep corner, 30 yard corner route to Keelan Cole within structure stands in you know, Greg ran around getting pushed into his face and just delivers an absolute rainbow in a bucket from, you know, a 30 yard opposite hash corner route. It's just, those are the throws that, whether it's the creating outside the pocket, like I mentioned, the play to Davis and the play to Cole, uh, where it's the you know, play to Crowder, that was a really, really beautiful ball. It's the play to Cole. It's Those are the throws. That's the reason the Jets drafted Zach Wilson number two. It's the reason they won this football game. 
it felt like Zach in week one and week four now has gotten this, you know, kind of adjusted out of the first half and all of a sudden came out firing in the second half. And, you know, the Jets playing with a lead and confidence, I've said that, I said to DJ, um, you know, pregame that I, I felt like the, the short dink and dunk, you know, screen plays to get his confidence going, a five or six yard comeback. That's not what Zach needs to get his confidence going. It's that, I mean, he needs to connect on one of these deep bombs, you know, the one in Elijah Moore, which again, different play than the one Nicole, but you needed to see him connect on the plays that is why Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, and to have him connect on those was, was awesome. Um, I think it's something that all the Jets fans wanted to see. I think the NFL world wanted to see. Um, so, you know, Zach finishes up with a really respectable 21 to 34, 297, two touchdowns and a pick only sacked one time. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Um, again, the reason the Jets won this football game, yes, a lot of it is the defense, but the offense producing scoring 27 points should have had more. Um, the learning moments, I would say, for Zach overall, he's got to, um, you know, continue not to lock on guys too much i felt like the you know, interception although it was a slip he, you know we locked on a davis pretty heavily there um and then there's a couple of plays the deep out route on third and ten to ice the game it was there um and the, the confidence in michael floor who i thought called a pretty damn good game the second down runs again not a huge fan of that especially in second and long and um once he opened up the playbook you could see the offense start to hum a little bit the third down to you know davis like i said he's got to connect on that but the confidence that the jets have in wilson to put the ball in his hands is only going to be great for the for the future of this team um the third down and goal he's got to know you know spot situation you throw that ball away and you have fourth and one the jets were going to go for it they're on the five inch yard line six inch yard line you, you kind of have to um you have to learn from that but the fact that zach's being put in these situations is exactly what you want to see out of this team be competitive Obviously, ideally, win football games. And I said it, um, you know, I said on the pod, fuck it, go win the game, man. Um, you know, being competitive is nice. You're in this game. You have a lead. You're at home. You're against the division-leading Titans team. Go win the game. Um, they did that. But, you know, Zach being in a situation where he could have third and 10 to ice the game, you know, the Jets to have confidence to throw a 10 to 15-yard deep out route um, is awesome to be able to be put in a situation to go win the game. 
uh, multiple times is, is really, really important for his development. And like I mentioned, I, you know, game ball that probably to Zach, um, also a game ball to Crowder and Davis. I thought they, you know, were exceptional. And then I thought Elijah Barry talk on the offensive side of the ball is something that stood out a ton. Um, the less and less you're hearing these guys' names in the broadcast, the better. That's that's the key for an offensive line. And, um, you know, overall, again, I thought I'd give the offense maybe maybe a B minus. I, I thought, you know, there's a lot of room to grow there. Maybe a B if I'm not being too harsh. Um, you know, still the turnover, still didn't run the ball that effectively, struggled a bit on third down. Um, but overall, 27 points. I'm not going to complain. The Jets needed to win. Need to score 20 to win this game. They end up getting 27. And, um, you know, uh, we'll get to the defense side of the ball in a minute. But Zach Wilson's the story. The four or five big time throws were just were awesome. And, and the fan base should be as happy as uh, as happy as possible right now on a Monday, knowing that uh, they've got a guy that makes all the throws and seems to be getting better uh, each and every week. We're back. Let's get uh, let's get into the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to start this one off by uh, apologizing to Quincy Williams. Um, like I've said, I'd love to have him on the podcast, and uh, maybe that will happen in the offseason. But um, gripped him pretty heavily last week. I thought that the Jets' weakest spot in defense right now was Quincy Williams. Do I still think that it was a couple? He left a couple turnovers out on the field and, and could have made a bit, had a better game. Yeah, of course. But he was awesome yesterday. See him and CJ Mosley. Um, we'll get to the deal in a second, but him and CJ Mosley played fast. They played physical. Um, Derrick Henry had 33, you know, 33 carries, and they didn't wear down one time. There was one drive where it kind of felt like Titans played volleyball. But other than that, it's a really it's a pretty awesome game. Um, Quincy Williams, 10 tackles, a sack, just really influential, a couple of huge hits. So, um, again, just want to start out apologizing to Quincy Williams. Someone may might have to do a, a segment each week roasting a guy who's going to play well the next week. So, um, CJ Mosley. I don't know what else you can say. It's one of the most fun experiences you can have at a Jets game right now is watching CJ most every play. Um, I'll tell you why. One, he is fantastic at his job, um, playing physical football, being able to run with guys, um, being able to drop, drop into coverage, being able to stop the run, being able to get after the quarterback, had a sack himself. Um, on top of that, but you just watch the way he's leading these young guys, playing with physical and emotional energy at the same time, getting guys into position, checking in and out of defenses. Um, just such a smart, intelligent football player and such a great leader. I mean, got everyone around me, um, shoot, my mom was pointing out how, you know, how vocal, you know, CJ Mosley was being, um, he checked out of, you know, checked into his zone, checked out a man into zone on third down and the Jets, I'm getting a sack. It, it was just, that's the stuff you'd love to see. And he's worth every penny of that contract. It's been frustrating, obviously, um, you know, to not have him for two years, uh, but at the same time, Look, he's paying off now, and, and it's been it's been really fun to watch. And he's only going to get better because he's he's working this way, really back in the game shape. So, shout out to to CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams played a really good game and kept Derrick Henry as much in check as they could have, um, and kept the Jets in this football game. Get to the secondary first. Uh, Michael Carr the second, another great performance. Bryce Hall half a sack, four tackles was really really good. I think he gave up two two catches for twenty seven yards on nine targets. It's awesome. He's he's developing into probably a long term two, if not a you know, if not, the Jets can just build depth at that that corner piece if he's the number one. But I think he's probably a long-term two. Regardless, that pick looks better and better by Joe Douglas uh, a year ago. He's been really impressive. Um, you know, I, I thought Eccles had a, has had a pretty strong start to the season. He gets concussed on, on a big hit on a tight end um, and, you know, was out. And you saw, you know, plays from Isaiah Dunn. You saw plays from Sherrod Neesman in the back. You saw Ashton Davis get his first reps, played about 40% of the reps, had some nice plays. Um, you know, is probably working his way very much back into shape. So nothing too special there. But, um, you know, Jared Wilson, who got kind of 
you know, screwed a little bit on that, uh, that fourth down call. I felt like that was a bit harsh. Um, but overall, the back end, missing Marcus May, missing LaMarcus Joyner, Asher Davis's first reps back in a year. Um, Eccles getting hurt early, and this team still performed. Um, I think, I believe tight, the Titans dropped back 58 times, 10 L 30 at 49, 290 in a touchdown. You'll take that all day for the Jets. Um, you know, they, Jeremy McNichols, the, you know, the one, the one downside I felt like is the Jets struggled a lot in the screen game, but that's something for being overly aggressive to sell out to stop Derrick Henry and get after uh, Ryan Tannehill. So defense overall was helped a ton by the Jets actually scoring points. You watch the way the defensive line kind of pinned their ears back. And once Tennessee had to start really throwing the ball, they got after Tannehill big time. I thought the Jets did a great job bending and not breaking um, overall for the game. I thought, you know, it, it's really difficult to be on the field as much as they were, especially early in the game, and especially as how physical the Titans, um, you know, want to play. And, and they held up very strong. And that's obviously, again, credit to Mosley and Williams. Linebacker, the secondary tackling, well, Javelin Gidry saved the game um, quietly on, on the tackle in overtime. Uh, Derrick Henry, I mean, he he was gone. And to, to stop him, um, there's a couple other, you know, Colbert had a big tackle um, as well on Derrick Henry when he, you know, he was about to get gunk. So, the defense overall, I thought was really good. And we'll get to it now. The defensive line, man. I mean, you could not ask for more. Um, seven sacks overall. Again, mostly a sack, Quincy Williams, but Bursa with a half a sack, but two sacks from Quentin Williams. Um, John Franklin Myers, a sack who was incredible again. Um, Bryce Huff, a sack and a half. Shout out to, you know, TOJ, you know, podcast Bryce Huff. Um, I believe had six pressures as well. John Franklin Myers, I think he had six. Quentin Williams looks every bit the player that the Jets fans want him to be. He has looked fantastic the last two weeks, racking three and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, six quarterback hurries, uh, six quarterback hits. I apologize. So the defensive line caused real problems. Um, we're beating up Ryan Tannehill, which is something that they talked about all week. It just, you dream about this defensive line, what they would have been like with Carl Lawson, man. And it's even Vinny Curry in there as well, but it's, it's scary. Um, the Jets have casually developed, John Franklin Myers into a legitimate dude who needs to be extended and should be extended in season this year. Um, his, his value could not be higher right now. Um, every week he's bringing it. He had a struggle with a calf injury, um, you know, all week. And it comes up a ton of pressures getting held all the time. Another sack Bryce Hoff has been fantastic. Um, you know, one of the highest win rates in both the run game and the pass game, I believe he ranks fourth in the NFL right now in win rate um, with the likes of miles Garrett, TJ Watt, um, it's, it's really, really impressive what they've done developing both those guys. Sheldon Rankins looks like 2018 Sheldon Rankins. He's making guys miss, in, you know, in the past game, um, you know, he's winning his battles and it's been really awesome to see that again, Quinton returning to Quinton Williams form. It, it takes a second to round yourself back in the form after a broken foot surgery, no off season, no camp, um, no preseason. So he looks awesome. Leads the team with three and a half sacks. And then, um, even fully Fatukasi and, um, you know, has had a really, really strong start to the season. Nathan Shepard, a little bit disappointing yesterday. Three penalties was a couple of them were killers and that just cannot happen. But overall, this defensive line is exceptional. I still think they're probably a top five to seven unit. Um, the way that they're coached up, the way they've developed again, Paul and uh, I mean, Huff and, and Franklin Myers are long-term starters for sure. Um, Sheldon Rankins, you know, that two-year deal, you, know, you just got to keep him healthy and, and he's going to produce and, you know, Quinn going to probably be in for a store for a big extension in the off season. So, there's, there's a lot there, but this defensive line not only keeps, keeps the Jets in the game, you know, helps win the Jets the game. Um, there's a couple of times they even got shafted on calls with blocking the backs. I thought Tannehill, um, you know, got the benefit of that a couple of times. It could have been sacks and just really impressive performance in the defense overall. Yeah, 24 points on scoreboard, but that's they played five full quarters and get 24 points. Um, 
really impressive. Like really, really, really impressive. This continues to be a really strong point for this team. And, you know, Robert saw mentioned today that this unit should only get better um, as the season goes on. Guys working themselves in the shade. Marcus May will be back probably after the bye for the New England game. You look at um, Jared Davis will be back uh, probably either next week or, or uh, you know, following following the bye. So there's a lot here. Um, again, Jets win 27-24. It's awesome. It's awesome to be able to come on here and talk positively about the Jets. They're in a nice situation right now. Um, Atlanta coming up in London. It's a very winnable game. Atlanta is not very good. They're in a full-blown rebuild as well, but they're probably, they don't have the quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan's still a really good football player. Calvin Ridley's dangerous and Kyle Pitts and the judge have to be really careful there. Um, but the way the defense has been playing neutral site, they can travel well and, and the offense can start hot again. I see no reason why the Jets can't win that football game. Um, they go into the bye. They should get Mekhi Becton back um, sooner rather than later. Um, obviously, again, the Jets should not rush him back unless he is fully healthy, but Jared Davis, a starter, will come be coming back. Marcus May will be back. Um, it's it's Elijah Moore will be back this week. Likely Jeff Smith um, will be back. And it's something that you have to be excited if you're a Jets fan right now. One and three. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You wipe the first three weeks, you win a game. You go into the bye two and three. The vibes are on, you know, around uh, MetLife and around one Jets traveling be much different than they were um, just 48 hours ago. You go into the bye two and three, you got New England coming out of the bye. You have a chance to win that game. New England does not look anywhere near as good as I think people thought they were going to. The defense is still really good, but the offense does not move the ball at all. And the Jets, you know, there is a very winnable game week too if the Jets play well and Zach Wilson doesn't have four turnovers. So, um, you know, looking ahead, they've got teams like Cincinnati, who's, you know, off to a hot start, but I don't know that three and one's, you know, a real indicator of where they actually are. Um, and Joe Burrow, you know, is not very mobile right now with the coming back from the knee. Mac Jones is not either. It's D-line should be able to pin his ears back and get after him. You got Indy, who's who's not a team that um, that's a winnable game. You you have got some games coming up here that the Jets can really you know seriously do some damage and um, you know start maybe change the narrative of the season. You know, obviously that all things could go awry and they could they could play poorly and be one and seven, but I don't see that happening. I think a three and five, or, you know, it's more likely they, them splitting um, these next four games. So again, Zach Wilson coming out party defense, fantastic job, C.J. Mosley. The young secondary and the defensive line all showing out. Robert Saul gets his first victory, and um, you know we'll have on uh, we'll have on Friday's pod a, a big time preview for the you know this Falcons game. Um, you know there's some some big time guests coming on you know the next uh, next couple of weeks, so um, stay tuned for that. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, the whole nine yards. Uh, we're gonna be doing me and DJ are gonna hop on and do a Twitter Spaces uh, probably either tomorrow, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and um, you know interact with you guys and. Um, get your questions in like we did last week. But again, Jets 27-24 victory, moved to one and three. And, uh, you know, got Atlanta coming up. Again, make sure to uh, tune in and subscribe to the channel. And um, we'll talk to you guys on Friday.